With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. This is Saturday, July 14th, 2018, and welcome to episode number 114 of the WCW US Radio Network's weekly review show. This is WCWS Power Hour. Once again, this is Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you. Um, as we, of course, get set to do what we do every Saturday evening here, folks, as we go back and review the week that was here in the radio network with some awesome moments, plus also <clears throat> on all of our shows this past week, plus also here, of course, <clears throat> uh, our wrestling uh, history and birthdays here, which today will be very interesting. I will go and tell you that it is kind of a two-parter here with uh, with, with the second part uh, pretty much delving on one in particular uh, one in, one in particular uh moment in history on this day, and we'll let you know what that is here momentarily. Plus, also, folks, we'll be bringing you, we'll be bringing you of course, our uh, our opinions here on, of course, everything uh, in terms of uh, uh, wrestling news tidbits <clears throat> here in the uh, person of our friends at FordLevinMania.com. Ladies and gentlemen,
Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. I had to take care of a quick uh, emergency phone call, but we're back on now. And I'd like to say, be sure to join us here this afternoon, this evening, for episode 114 of Power Hour. Phone number is always 1724-444-7444. Call ID 141-364-POUND. And press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we do want to talk about here this evening. Let's go ahead and get right down here to it. <clears throat> for our wrestling, first time we'll start with our wrestling history and birthdays here uh, for today, July the 14th. We have some interesting moments here to talk about here today. 32 years, 32 years ago today, <clears throat> which would put it at 1980, see, 1986, Harley Race defeated Pedro Morales in the final match to win the King of the Ring tournament. Race also defeated George Animal Steel and Nikolai Volkov. Other participants included Billy Jack Haynes, The Iron Sheik, Don Morocco, Rowdy Roddy Piper, Dan Spivey, JYD, Paul Ondorf, Rudy Diamond, Mike Rotundo, and Mr. X. Thirty years ago today, we put it at uh, 1988, WWF taped the 100th episode of Wrestling Challenge from the Five Seasons Center in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Here are the matches that took place at that show. Million Dollar Man T.D. Biasi defeated J.T. Thomas by submission. Jake St. Roberts defeated Tom Stone. The Bolsheviks, Boris Zukov and Nikolai Volkov, defeated Chris Zarma and Frank DeFalco. Tito Santana de- defeated Rick Ganter. Brayden the Hammer Valentine defeated Warren Bianchi via submission. Terry Taylor defeated Scott Casey via submission. And the Big Boss Man defeated Tom Dixon in just 88 seconds. Very impressive. 27 years ago, put, put it at 1991, WCW presented the Great American Bash from the Baltimore Arena in Baltimore, Maryland. About 7,000 were in attendance with about 145,000 homes purchasing the event on pay-per-view. It's the first major show for WCW since the sudden departure of their world champion at the time, Ric Flair. Left, flight, of course, Ric Flair. Flair left and or was fired, of course, depending on who's telling the story, from the promotion over a contract dispute and took the WCW World Heavyweight Championship out with him. Of course, you know that's the big gold belt, since he was owed his deposit on the belt. NWA still recognized Flair as their world champion until his WWF debut in September. WCW commissioned a new belt, but it was not ready in time for the show, so Dusty Rhodes used an old heavyweight title belt from Florida as a makeshift WCW world title belt. Performers could, could see could be seen giving less than full effort on the show in protest of the Flair departure. And fans throughout the arena chanted, we want Flair during the night. The combination of elements made this one of the worst pay-per-views in wrestling history. Not surprisingly, the show was voted the worst major wrestling card of 1991 by Wrestling Observer Newsletter readers. <clears throat> and here are the matches that, uh, took, that took place at that event, like the Great American Bash in 91. JYD defeated Black Bart in a pre-show dark match. PN News and Bobby Eaton defeated Steve Austin and Terrence Taylor in a scaffold match. Prior to the match, the rules were changed from a, a traditional scaffold match to a capture the flag scaffold match, where one team had to reach the other's flag. The Yellow Dog defeated Johnny B. Bad via DQ by DQ. Ron Simmons defeated Oz. I think everyone remembers Oz, of course, would later on become known as Kevin. His real name would be Kevin Nash. Big Josh defeated Black Blood in a lumberjack match. And Dustin Rhodes and the Southern Boys, Tracy Smothers and Steve Armstrong, defeated the fabulous Freebirds. 
Bad Street, Jimmy Garvin, and Michael Hayes with Big Daddy Dink in an elimination match. And a side nugget, the 17-minute bout had all five eliminations occur within the final four minutes. And here are the way those eliminations took place. Hayes pinned Armstrong. Hayes was the, was DQ'd. Garvin pinned Smothers. Rhodes pinned Garvin. And Rhodes pinned Badstreet. Also, other matches that took, that took place. The Diamond Stud, of course, Scott Hall, defeated Tom Zink. El Gante defeated the one-man gang. Richard Gibson, Richard Morton defeated Robert Gibson, of course, former tag team partners, of course, tag team partners in Rock and Roll Express. Nikita Koloff defeated Sting in a Russian chain match. The chain match was contested under traditional scrap match rules, touch, of course, to touch all four corners in succession to win. Lex Luger defeated Barry Windham in a steel cage match to win the vacant WCW World Heavyweight title. Rick Stein, and Rick Steiner and Missy Hyatt defeated Arn Anderson and Paul E. Dangerously in a steel cage match. A side nugget again, the Maryland State Athletic Commission had a rule that still exists today that forbids man versus woman wrestling matches. So to get around it, Hyatt was taken out of the match via kidnapping by the hardliners, Dick Slater and Dick Murdoch. So how do you explain the Vince McMahon versus Stephen McMahon I quit match from No Mercy No 3, which took place in the same building? And it was pretty simple. WWE paid that, that fine in advance, so they can go ahead and so they can do it. Apparently, uh, twenty <clears throat> three years ago today, which would put it at nineteen ninety five, in Casper, Wyoming, Ken Shamrock defeated Dan Severn via submission to win the UFC Superfight Championship. On the same card, the UFC Six Clash of the Clash of the Titans, Oleg. Taktroth defeated Tank Abbott in the finals via submission to win the UFC 6 tournament. 24 years ago today, which would put it at 1994 in Uniondale, New York, Terry Bollea, best known to wrestling fans as Hulk Hogan, takes the stand in the Vince McMahon steroid distribution trial. Here's a recap as it was presented the following day in the New York Times. This is the way it was read. Gone wore the screaming yellow muscle T-shirt and manic persona of the charismatic holster. Mr. Bollea, his long blonde hair spilling over the collar of a dark business suit, answered questions somberly as the government tried to show that Mr. McMahon's Titan Sports Corporation had illicitly provided him with anabolic steroids. Defense lawyers and cross-examination sought to show that Mr. Bollea's nearly 14-year use of the drugs had been an entirely personal action, steroid use called common. Prosecutors have charged that Mr. McMahon provides steroids to his wrestlers to build up their physiques and thus make them more appealing to audiences. Under questioning by a prosecutor, uh, Sean O'Shea, Mr. Bollea, who was testifying under immunity from prosecution, said that steroid use was fairly common among wrestlers working for the WWF in the 1980s. He said that while touring for the WWF, he would call Emily Feinberg, then Mr. McMahon's executive secretary, and asked her to place an order for, for me with Dr. Zahorian. George T. Zahorian is a Harrisburg, Pennsylvania physician who has been convicted of illegally distributing steroids and who has been named as an unindicted co-conspirator in this case, paycheck, mail, and steroids. Mr. Belaya, who now wrestles on a rival circuit, Ted Turner's Atlanta-based World Championship Wrestling, said that when the steroid orders arrived at Titan Sports, headquarters in Stanford, Connecticut, he would pick them up along with his paycheck, fan mail, or whatever. 
Mr. Belaya said that he took antibiotic steroids not only for bodybuilding, but to heal injuries to keep on going, but that he no longer uses the drugs. During, a, during cross-examination, Laura A. Brevetti, a lawyer for Mr. McMahon, sought to demonstrate that the steroids were not used for or distributed illicitly. I believe, it, and this is what Hogan said, I believe it was legal because I had a prescription for it. He also said that Mr. McMahon never ordered him to take steroids and never purchased any steroids for him. A crowd of nearly 80 people, about 30 of them forced to stand, filled the small audience section of Judge Jacob Mishler's courtroom. <clears throat> Many of the onlookers were pro-wrestling devotees. The fans saw the Hulk Hogan character reassert himself as Mr. Balea left the courthouse before stepping into an airport taxi onward to a special cable television event this weekend. He smiled, pointed to the camera lenses, and said, Better watch the pay-per-view this Sunday, brother. Hogan's testimony under oath contradicted what he said on the Arsenio Hall show back in 1991, where he said he had never taken steroids. Three days later, Hogan, in his WCW in-ring debut, defeated Ric Flair at Fashion Beach for the WCW World Heavyweight title. 21 years ago today, put it at 1997, on Raw's War from San Antonio, Texas, Stone Cold Steve Austin and Do Love defeated Owen Hart and the British Bulldog to win the vacated WWF Tag Team titles. A great match. The championship was vacated when Michaels and Austin had a falling out as a team. In reality, the championships were vacated as punishment for Michaels, who was suspended for getting into a backstage altercation with Bret Hart a month earlier. Also, 20, 20, or 20 years ago, they put it in 1998, out of Rawls War taping in Binghamton, New York, Elo Brown defeated Triple H to win the WWF European title. Nine years ago today, which was put it at 2009, Wayne Coleman, best known as Superstar Billy Graham, auctions off, auctions off his WWE Hall of Fame ring on eBay as a response to his release from his position as a consultant for WWE. Coleman and Vince McMahon has had, have had a contentious relationship dating as far back as the early 1990s during the steroid scandal that played the company. The ring eventually sold for $11,500. Later that summer, he would also sell his Hall of Fame plaque and jacket he wore to the ceremony. Believe it or not, things are good now between Coleman and WWE. In 2015, Graham signed a WWE, WWE Legends deal, allowing him to make sporadic appearances for the company. He did come under controversy for seeking out the position left behind by Dusty Rhodes following his passing. Five years ago today, 2013, WWE presented Money in the Bank from the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia. 18,147 were in attendance, with 199,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. That's up from 188,000 homes for the 2012 edition. And here are the matches that took place here. In a pre-show match, The Shield, Rollins and Reigns, defeated the Usos, Jimmy and Jay, Jimmy and Jay to retain the WWE Tag Team titles. And here are the actual matches here. Damian Sandow defeated Dean Ambrose, Fondango, Cody Rhodes, Wade Barrett, Antonio Cesaro, and Jack Swagger in a Money in the Bank ladder match for a future World Heavyweight Championship match of up to one year. Curtis Axel defeated The Miz to retain the Intercontinental title. AJ Lee defeated Kalen to retain the Divas title. Ryback defeated Chris Jericho. Alberto Del Rio defeated Dolph Ziggler to retain the World Heavyweight title. John Cena defeated Mark Henry to retain the WWE title, and Randy Orton defeated CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, Sheamus, Christian, and Rob Van Dam in a Money in the Bank ladder match for a future WWE title match up to one year. 
Three years ago today, we put it at 2015, WWE presented the second round of the Cruiserweight Classic from Full Sail University in Winter Park, Florida. In a dark match, TM61, Nick Miller, and Shane Thorne defeated Mustafa Ali and Sean Maluda. And here are the matches that took place at the Cruiserweight Classic. Grand Metalik defeated Tajiri. Kota Ibushi defeated Cedric Alexander. Akira Tozawa defeated Jack Swagger. Alamdar defeated Ho-Ho Lund via submission. Brian Kendrick defeated Tony Nese via submission. Rich Swan defeated Lynn Dorado. Zack Sabre Jr. defeated Drew Gulak. E.J. Perkins defeated Johnny Gargano via submission. And folks, let me see if, I don't, I'm not sure, let me see if we have any, before we go to the second part of our history here, let me see if we, there is any uh, wrestling, is it, if it, it might have a birthday here today. Uh, and we'll, we'll do a quick check on that before we go. We do have a second part here of our wrestling history that we'll talk about here. Let's see here, July 14th. Uh, yes, yes, it is. As a matter of fact, we do have, we do have three of them, unless they were going to be mentioned in the previous page. But I'll go ahead and mention here, mention here now. Yes, we have three of them here, folks. Uh, happy. Let's see here. Um, hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, happy 51st birthday today to, of course, the 2018 WWE Hall of Famer, Double J himself, Jeff Jarrett. Also, let's see, happy... Happy 47th birthday to one half of the Hall of Famers of Dudley Boys, Bubba Ray Dudley. And also, happy birthday... Happy birthday to the... Let's see. I have to see how... Happy 31st birthday today to Charlie Caruso, who is, of course, a WWE backstage reporter there. So happy birthday all around here, folks, to uh, Double J, Jeff Jarrett, Bubba Ray Dudley, and Charlie Caruso here today. Let's go ahead and bring you the second part here of our wrestling history here, folks, as as we, we continue forward here. A very infamous moment took place on this day here. Uh, <clears throat> uh, and we'll let you know, and we'll we'll let you we'll let you know right here uh, what that is here in just one second. But let's go ahead and bring in a little bit of a prelude. That's what we're talking about here. Let's suppose for just a moment, folks, you turn on the USA Network at 7:59 p.m. Eastern. The end credits for NCIS or whatever comes on before wrestling rolls. 8 p.m. comes up. You have your WWE stadium, fireworks, whatever. And instead of hearing this, Oh! 
you see you see this. Probably wouldn't be happy, would you? And this is this is a story of that happening, for, and for realsies here, folks. Um, Thirty-four years ago today, which would put it at 1984, folks, TBS presented Georgia Championship Wrestling with Vince McMahon as its host. Yes, folks, you did hear that. You did hear that right. Back in 1984, on this day here, folks, Georgia Championship Wrestling was hosted. By Vince McMahon, of course, the same one that, of course, today owns WWE. But how did we get to this point? Let's go ahead and bring it here to you. In 1972, Georgia Championship Wrestling aired its weekly Saturday evening show on WTCG. The show aired from 6 to 8 p.m. In 1976, GCW became the first NWA territory to get a national cable deal, with its shows airing on the renamed Superstation WTBS. The weekly show moved to 6.05 p.m. Eastern in June 1981 with the advent of the station's Turner time. This was twofold. Their shows were easier to find via via TV Guide, and viewers would be encouraged to stick around rather than change the channel to a show already in progress. The next year, their weekly show was renamed World Championship Wrestling. The Briscoe Brothers, Jack and Gerald, had major stakes in Georgia Championship Wrestling, while Ole Anderson had a minority stake but was its head booker and ran day-to-day operations. Like most wrestling programming at the time, the weekly show featured mostly squash matches with Georgia Championship Wrestling's bouts based around athleticism and storylines grounded in reality. Keep this in mind, and we'll, and I'll, we'll come back, back here to it in just a minute. About 1,000 miles north, Vince McMahon was working on his plan to expand the World Wrestling Federation to a national audience. 1983, he purchased Texas-based Southwest Championship Wrestling Sunday morning time slot and replaced their show with WWF's All-American Wrestling, a show that would remain on USA Network until 1994. In May 1984, the company added talk show parody Tuesday Night Titans. Combined with its syndicated offerings, Championship Wrestling and All-Star Wrestling, WWF had, had a sizable grip on televised wrestling in the country. Mr. Mann later decided that he needed a second cable deal to further his expansion plans. There was only one other national cable deal available, which was a TBS deal with Georgia Championship Wrestling. If he got the contract, he would monopolize the national television wrestling market. Vince made an offer to buy Ted Turner the time slot. Turner declined the offer. But McMahon was determined to find an opening. The company, as it turned out, was on shaky ground thanks to Ole's booking and operating and the other owners of GCW weren't liking the direction. That was McMahon's way in. He asked GCW's other three owners, the Briscoes and Jim Barnett, to sell their stake in the company, and they did. The trio sold their share for $900,000, and with it, Vince McMahon got a 90% stake in the company, more than enough for Vince McMahon to control the company and take over the Saturday night time slot. With the change in ownership, McMahon cleaned house. Many of his performers and staff were fired. Fathers quit in protest, including Ole Anderson and possibly Gordon Soley. Whether Soley quit or was fired remains up for debate. Also up for debate is the status of the GCW library. 
Legend has it that Ole was so incensed about being bought up, he burned the GCW tape library in retaliation. On July 14th, Freddie Miller, the only on-camera performer remaining from the ownership change, opened the show and described the changes in brief before turning the show over to Vince McMahon. McMahon promised two things. Number one, GCW fans would be just as involved by the new show as the old one, and number two, they would tape matches from the TBS studios in Atlanta. Neither of these promises came true. Not even before the show ended, GCW fans began flooding and blowing up switchboards to TBS. Complaints soon came in by the thousands via phone calls and letters. It turned out they didn't like WWF's style of wrestling, emphasizing cartoonish, larger-than-life personalities over gritty, athletic-based competition. Making matters worse, WWF was, was both a ratings bomb on TBS and a financial bomb for the company. It also turned out they loved them some Gordon Soley, as many of the calls were regarding his disappearance from their show. Turner fought back by giving TV deals to Mid-South Wrestling and Championship Wrestling from Georgia, regarded as a successor to the original GCW. The shows airing on Sunday afternoon and Saturday morning, respectively, both beat McMahon's Saturday night offering in the ratings soundly. McMahon's response, reruns, and lots of them. The Saturday night shows consisted primarily of pre-taped matches from recent arena shows, and those matches had already aired on WWF's other programming. Not surprisingly, they were mostly squashes. This was in direct contradiction to what was part of the deal to take the time slot to have original matches from the TBS studios. It wasn't until March of 1985 that he finally delivered on that promise to present in-studio matches. This lasted for all of four weeks. With the show a critical and financial disaster, McMahon wanted out. McMahon, through Jim Barnett, got a meeting with Jim Crockett Jr., who was also going through a national expansion by trying to unify the remaining NWA territories under Jim Crockett promotions. Crockett would be McMahon's safety net. He bought the Saturday night time slot for McMahon for $1 million, which would be $2.3 million today, and NWA programming returned to Saturday nights on TBS in April 1985. On the day of the return, Crockett acquired Championship Wrestling from Georgia from Ole Anderson. World Championship Wrestling, the TV show, would become World Championship Wrestling, the promotion, following Ted Turner's purchase of the company in November 1988. Their signature show would be renamed WCW Saturday Night in April 1992, I would remain the, the company's flagship show until WCW Monday Nitro debuted in September 1995. WCW withdrew from the NWA in September of 1993. At least McMahon still had USA in his syndicated programming. In early 1985, USA gave the WWF another show, which was Primetime Wrestling. The show lasted until 1993, when he was replaced by Monday Night Raw. Except for a five-year period in the early 2000s, the show had been on the network ever since. Good South Wrestling and Championship Wrestling from Georgia getting national TV deals led to a few other promotions getting TV deals as well. The AWA, WCCW, the USWA, and the Global Wrestling Federation all had time slots on ESPN in the 1980s and early 1990s. Herb Abrams Universal Wrestling Federation got a cable deal with Sports Channel America. Only the USWA would still be in operations by 1994 with the USWA folding three years later. Vince McMahon's rivalry with Ted Turner would last until 2001, when McMahon bought the remains of WCW for less than $7 million. So, folks, very interesting, big-time moment there in the annals of wrestling history, or Black Saturday there indeed. 
So definitely go back and look look at look at some of those uh, moments here. Of course, I'm sure they're all be featured on YouTube, and we'll definitely, of course, put 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 some of those on our in our video vault as well. I'm sure a lot of folks definitely will love to uh, will definitely love to read and see a little bit more about uh, about everything going on here. Uh, what was going that went on on that day, fateful day back in 1984? Yeah, absolutely, yes, indeed. Let's give you just one more time here, folks. 1724 444 
big time debate here. Of course, obviously, Raw, SmackDown, and Extreme Rules coming up. There was a lot of big time talk uh, on all that. We did have, of course, uh, we did have visits from a lot of folks here on some of our live video feeds, which, of course, ranged from Nitro Thunder on Tuesday, WWWFUS on Wednesday, NJPWS on Wolfpack this past Thursday, and last night, ECWS, This is Extreme. Uh, we had a lot of folks pop up and join us and, and give their take on everything that uh, went on here. Uh, but we, uh, <clears throat> but all in all, folks, we did have a big time moment here indeed, and everybody was not too much afraid to let uh, their thoughts and opinions be known about Raw and SmackDown. And like I said last night here, folks, JD, John, Fonzie, and Ann did give their predictions for Extreme Rules which we, of course, I will read off here in just a couple moments, but we'll definitely go back into more detail with them during our prediction show tomorrow afternoon at 5 p.m., which, by the way, our live video feed for that will be from WWS Network News. I'm going to let you know about that, too. Excuse me. And also, of course, here, folks, we do have also on the horizon here, we do have two more new shows, as we did mention, WWS Wrestling Championship Challenge will be coming up here really, really soon. Our own King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith provide us with a very wonderful, beautiful banner on that here. Yeah, definitely, definitely check that out here indeed. Uh, of course, they're working on when we're going to do that show, and also plus Michelle and Gerard will be spearheading a, a, a show in which will be mostly talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling, Lucha Underground, and also... Uh, Ring of Honor, of course, that group called WCW, that show called WWUS Triple Threat Talk. So definitely check that check that out here as well. And I do have a special announcement. Speaking of speaking of Triple Threat Talk, I did actually get word from Michelle Andrewar here earlier today that we will have the very first episode of that show this Monday evening at six o'clock. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, at an hour after Raw Radio goes off the air. We will have the very first episode of WWS Triple Threat Talk right here on Talk Show, and we will get the um, and definitely definitely check out the uh, definitely check out the Facebook page for that, which is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWS TTT Radio. Definitely check that out, uh, and of course, like and, and we will be of course. Michelle and Gerard will be going full-blown, nonstop, of course, talk about about everything going on, like I said, in, in, like I said, primarily just Ring of Honor, New Japan, and Lucha Underground. I mean, MLD even talked about it a little bit last night on Revolution, that, you know, there, that there is, there has been a lot more to wrestling, more than just simply WWE and Impact. Um, these three have gotten a real huge insurgence ever since, uh, you know, ever since some of your premier stars who actually gained their experience by wrestling in the companies like Impact and WWE, you know, have brought that to these other these other three organizations and really kind of these these three groups have kind of skyrocketed here. Uh, the New Japan has been around for a little bit longer than Ring of Honor or Lucha Underground, but of course, like I said, it has got it is now back up in the public spotlight thanks to, like I said, the the appearances of some of these well-known names. Of course, there of course everybody from Kenny Omega to Cody Rhodes, uh, you know even Rey Mysterio, and of course the man we knew was John Morrison in WWE. Of course, he's 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 been around there. 
you know, we've we there's been a lot of lot lot of big time talk about what goes on there, and there's not and there was not really a whole lot of talk, folks, about Ring of Honor or New Japan or Lucha Underground. So, uh, but of course, I do thank King and W and the Black Widow for, of course, raising for for bringing up that awareness. And of course, we've got that show popping up. Like I said, the first episode of that will be at six o'clock this Monday afternoon, Monday evening, excuse me, right here on uh, TalkShoot.com. Definitely check out that. Uh, Definitely, definitely check out that show, uh, indeed. And like I said, we'll, we'll, we will get you on our, excuse me, we'll get on our um, promo tomorrow night. I will get everyone the uh, the uh, the call ID number for that. I don't have it right near me right now, but I will get that call ID number here for Triple Threat Talk, so that, will, so that way everyone can chime in and get their thoughts and takes on, on of course, ROH and New Japan and Lucha. So. But it'll be a great show here coming up here at Monday evening at 6 o'clock. <clears throat> so definitely check that out, too. Uh, and we'll talk more about that when we do, of course, our promo tomorrow night. Which also, by the way, folks, at 10 o'clock uh, tomorrow night, uh, <clears throat> we'll be talking about, of course, in addition to giving an update on Extreme Rules, we'll, of course, we'll have more wrestling history and birthdays and also some wrestling news tidbits, courtesy uh, uh, of our friends at 411 Mania. And also, of course, <clears throat> Also, of course, um, giving a rundown of what will be taking place on all of our shows here uh, this coming week, of course, with Extreme Rules being, of course, once again, to be the number one topic. This time we'll be talking about the aftermath of it for both Raw and SmackDown. And we'll get more in detail about that here tomorrow evening. So just want to let you all know about that. All in all, folks, uh, Revolution, Wolfpack, Wild Radio, Wrestling Revisited, Wrestling Debate, Outside the Ropes were some great shows here this week. And we can't wait, of course, like I said, you know, for the coming week here. Of course, like I said, as I mentioned just now, the debut of our one of our two brand new shows coming up. And hopefully, real soon we'll get we'll we'll have some we'll try to we're trying to resurrect some of the some of our others existing shows, including Women's Revolution, GFW Main Event, and also WWS Indie Outlook. Uh, we hope to have those up going going here again here really soon. So be listening in for that here, folks as we, of course, press on here in the radio network like we do each and every week. Let's give you this one more time, 1724-444-7444, call ID 141364-POUND. This is episode 114 of Power Hour. This is Saturday, July 14, 2018. Um, once again, Mr. WWS, Chad Henshaw here with you here. Uh, uh, speaking on behalf, of course, of the panel, way too tough to handle. Uh, as, of course, as you know here, folks, um, a lot of our folks, of course, are taking the uh, are taking it easy here. Of course, after a long week, of course, a big time talk about everything going on here in uh, <clears throat> uh, talking about, of course, everything in pro wrestling. But of course, ladies and gentlemen, we we will go ahead and tell you that uh, um, we will, of course. Uh, of course, let you know that the Iceman, Jared DiGiromo, is going to be able to give us a little bit more insight about Extreme Rules, of course, next week. But he is actually going to the show. Uh, so we hope he stays, of course, safe and, um, you know, has a good time. And it will be, I'm sure, like I said, a, a, a great show there indeed. So let's give you a few more, let's give you a few wrestling news tidbits here, folks, as, of course, we're going to go in the last 15 minutes here. Uh, 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 As we, of course, get ready to close out Power Hour for today. 
Uh, like I said, just some just some small tidbit stories. Nothing real big. Nothing real major. But we'll uh, we'll we'll bring this here to you here. A couple, two or three quick stories here. Joseph Lee brings us our first story here. Of course, we do thank 411 Mania for allowing us here in the WWS Radio Network to uh, read their stories every single day here on all of our shows, including Revolution, Wolfpack, Power Hour, Outside the Ropes, Raw Radio, and others. Uh, jo- Joseph Lee brings us our first story here. As uh, Kurt Angle has, has revealed that he hated the ECW version of his theme song. Uh, hmm. I did not realize there was one, but okay, well, uh, in a new Q&A on his Facebook page, Kurt Angle revealed that he actually hated the ECW remix of his theme song that he had in 2006, and here are some highlights right here. On which match he would book, Kurt Angle says, right at this moment, he would book AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins, they're both super hot right now, they would burn it down, no pun intended. On the biggest sports idols growing up, Kurt Angle says he loved the Seals and the Pirates here in Pittsburgh, and he also liked wrestlers like Dan Gable. They made me want to become a world-class athlete. I never was interested in WWE until I retired in amateur wrestling in 1996. Stone Cold was my favorite back then. I fell in love with WWE after that. On which Extreme Rules matches he's looking forward to seeing, Actually, looking forward to seeing the match between Roman and Bobby Lashley, AJ versus Rusev, and the cage match between Owens and Strowman. There should all be great matches. And on why his theme was edited for his ECW run, Kurt Angle said, I have no clue. I think created wanted more hardcore, but he that I hated it. So there you there you are there. <clears throat> uh Another story we got here. Some WWE news popping up by Joseph Lee today. Buddy Murphy takes a shot at Neville and Enzo Amore. Plus, The Rock responds to some comments made by IGN. And Sami Zayn starts a new fundraiser for Syria. Hmm. Drake Maverick put that the Cruiserweight Classic happened two years ago this week. In response, Buddy Murphy put himself over and took shots at former Cruiserweight champions Neville and Enzo Amore, who are, of course, no longer part of 205 Live. <clears throat> Two years ago today, the at WWE hashtag CWC aired on the at WWE network. Since this special tournament, hashtag Cruiserweight Wrestling has been featured on a weekly basis on at WWE 205 Live, something I never believed would, ha- would have happened uh, growing up. What was your favorite moment of the CWC at WWE, hashtag WWE, hashtag 205 Live? That was said by Drake Maverick at WWE Maverick yesterday. Buddy Murphy sounded off yesterday and said, two years ago I wasn't even looked at to be a part of the hashtag CWC. Two years later I own the division. I ain't no king. Don't jump on my train to stay out of my way. I'm the hashtag... Juggernaut, and he said, well, something else, I won't say what he said. And as from his Twitter handle, of course, at WWE underline Murphy. 
who, of course, as, as J.D. does say on Revolution and Wolfpack all the time, he's married to the current Raw Women's Champion, Alexa Bliss. IGN has posted a video of The Rock responding to comments on the website. Uh, apparently, IGN said said, some, said something about uh, something that IGN says about that The Rock looks thick in those clothes. So, videos on that page, folks. If you want to check that out, there is what that's what they have to say. And also, the other story here, after raising $105,000 for a mobile clinic in Syria, Sami Zayn has started a new fundraiser called Sami Relief to help refugees who are trying to leave Syria but are trapped at the borders. He spoke to the nation about it, which I believe is another podcast. He said the following, I think it was just a point in my life that I reached where I realized I had to look at myself in the mirror and take some accountability, Zayn said. I almost felt like I was more part of a problem than a solution. It's sort of this perpetual thing that keeps spinning of people on one side of the fence versus people on the other side of the fence, and there's this back-and-forth dialogue and just nothing gets done. Everybody's young and nobody's actually doing anything. I felt like I had all these opinions, I had all these good intentions, but then I really had to look myself in the mirror and say, you talk a big game, but what are you actually doing? I kind of felt like a hypocrite, And I realize I, I do have the means to help because of this platform that I've been afforded by being a WWE superstar or being on TV every Monday night. I realized I had a position to actually facilitate some change, and I wasn't really, while my intentions were good, I wasn't really doing anything. I had to look at myself in the mirror and confront my own hypocrisy, hypocrisy, there you go, and face that head on. And that was really what sparked it, the intention to help people or the belief that the Syrian people suffering is awful, that I wish I could alleviate it, that's been there for years. But now I think I just came to a point in my life where I realized I'm not going to do anything about it and it's time to put up or shut up. That's what really did it. So I will hand it to Sammy Zane. A lot of people don't really know him. Uh, um, not, not a lot of people are really big fans of his, but, you know, what he's doing to, kind of, what he's doing to help those folks in Syria I will admit you got you got to hand it to him. No story here. Uh, let's see what we have right here on. Give me here, folks. Just taking a couple minutes here. Joseph Lee brings us this story here. Uh, Josh Barnett is saying that it will take time for Jim Ross to heal. Let's bring in this story right here. In an interview with Instinct Culture by Denise Saldeco via Wrestling Inc., Josh Barnett spoke about the fractured rib that Jim Ross received at the NJPW G1 special and said it would take time for his broadcast partner to heal. Here are some highlights. On Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler, Josh Barnett says, I think Ronda is doing well because she had a big name. She's a great athlete. She took it to training seriously and picked up on some of the important elements of it, but also... Anything she does, everyone already respects. My student, Shayna Baser, is someone that I trained from the start, and she's even more in the reality vein. I would say that in terms of the way that they work in the ring, if we're speaking behind the curtain, Ronda has more sports entertainment than Shayna is. Hey, there is more than one way to skin a cat, but Shayna is more down is more down the narrow, that narrow path of keeping it more realistic. 
on the ROH NJPW Super Show in Madison Square Garden, Barnett says. I think now it's really too early to say, but I think the possibilities that that exist are pretty fantastic. And with just the potential that exists there, there is a step in the right direction. It also says a lot about New Japan's expansion into the U.S. I'm sure it's going to ruffle some feathers. On Jim Ross's injury, Josh Barnett says, Jim has an injured rib, that much is for sure. He'll heal up, but it's going to take some time. The railings themselves, the guardrails down around the ring were not linked up, and when these guys were hurling into it the first time, they were all over the place. It looked like bowling pins going everywhere. Switchblade Jay White went and grabbed Juice Robinson in a half-hatch suplex, slung him into the railing. That railing careened into our table, knocked all of our stuff down, disrupted our broadcast, sent the table right into Jim Ross, was sitting there ringside, sent him backward into the railing behind him. It was an unavoidable circumstance, but at the same time, what what do you expect out of a heel like Jay White? So our, our well wishes, of course, ladies and gentlemen, to the WWE Hall of Fame commentator, Jim Ross, indeed. And one more quick story here, folks, before we call it an evening here, of course, on episode 114 here of uh, of Power Hour. Let's see. Yes, 114 of Power Hour here, folks. Some various news coming in from Joseph Lee today. Uh, sorry, folks. I'm, not, I'm sorry about that. I kind of lost the story. Let me just one second, and we'll. Okay. The various news that Joseph Lee has, brought, has, has put out here today. Let me try to get here. Get to it here. My apologies. Appears acting a little bit slow. Some various news here. Elias calls out The Rock again. An update on Scott Casey after surgery. And WWE, WWE claims that Bianca Belair is injured. Let's see. Let's, let's read on here, folks. As was reported through 411 Mania yesterday, Elias challenged The Rock to face him in an acoustic battle on this Monday's episode of Raw. There is no word on if the Great One will accept, but Elias continued to needle him on social media. He wrote the following. Let me bring it up here. Elias at, at, at I am Elias WWE says, Thus saith Elias, I have seen the future. Please donate to Rocky Maivia, a.k.a. at The Rock. He's going to need it after he walks with Elias. It was said at 3.10 p.m. this afternoon. Les Thatcher has provided another update on Scott Casey, who suffered a heart attack earlier this week and had a quadruple bypass, quadruple bypass yesterday. Let's see what it said here, folks. Let me try to... Let's see. But, um, let's see here... Trying to get that all situated here, folks. My apologies here. With this, like I said, computer acting slow, but it kind of uh, okay. Um, you know, check out the page where the story is, and you might not be able to find it here. And it was also reported at Full of Mania yesterday that Bianca Belair was likely to be removed from a fatal four-way match on NXT to determine the number one contender for the women's title. The reason is that when the match was taped, Belair was on her honeymoon with Montez Ford. 
Now WWE has released a video, new video claiming that Bel Air is injured to explain her absence. <clears throat> at 3.10 p.m. today, at WWE posted this on Twitter, some breaking news. Due to injury at Bianca Belair, WWE will be unable to compete in this one. Hashtag WWE NXT, hashtag women's title number one contenders match. And there's a video, of course, here on Twitter if you want, on, on WWE's Twitter page if you want to check that out. And like I said, our best well wishes once again to Scott Casey and also to Jim Ross, who is recovering from their serious situations here, folks. <clears throat> let's see here. Let's see here. Uh, Okay, but yeah, definitely, definitely. There's a link there if you want to check out more about what is being said about Scott Casey. So definitely, definitely do that. On that note, here as we get ready to shut her down here for the evening, here just want just want to let everyone know that <clears throat> sorry, there, folks. My sorry, sorry about that. Once again, my computer seems to. Seems to be seems to have frozen a little bit, but hopefully you'll be you're so able to hear me there. Uh, okay. Uh, on that note, here, folks, I do thank you for joining us here uh, this evening for, of course, episode 114 of WWS Power Hour. Uh, <clears throat> be sure, like I said, to check out tomorrow afternoon at 5 p.m. our prediction show for Extreme Rules 2018. Uh, also, of course, folks, don't forget at 10 o'clock tomorrow night, we'll be talking about, of course, uh, <clears throat> we'll be talking about, of course, uh, what will be taking place in the radio network here coming up here this week, as well as, as well as, of course, give you updates on what's going on at at Extreme Rules. Plus, also here, folks, we'll be giving we'll be giving you some more wrestling history and birthdays here for tomorrow. As well as, of course, some wrestling news and views that, are, that of course, will be taking place for tomorrow, courtesy of our friends at 411 Mania. On that note, here, folks, we, we do thank you for joining us here today for episode 114 of Power Hour. We'll talk at we'll talk at you here, of course, tomorrow at, tomorrow afternoon at five for the prediction show, special edition of Revolution 138055 pound, which will be, of course, coming in from <clears throat> which will be coming in, of course, from. Uh, Live video feed will be from WWUS Network News, so definitely check that out there as well. And also, of course, at 10 o'clock tomorrow night, don't forget our, our promo, of course, as well, including the wrestling history and birthdays, some wrestling news tidbits. Also, will be going on in our show, uh, all of our shows this week. Also, and also, of course, updates on all the matches that will take place at Extreme Rules tomorrow night. Power Hour episode 114 is a broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoot.com, where we are three years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your <clears throat> your wrestling and pop culture connection. Folks, take care of yourselves and each other. We will see you in the ring, and as always, here in the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoot.com. <clears throat> God bless everyone. And we will, of course, see. We will, we will of course, uh, talk to you tomorrow afternoon at five for the prediction show, <clears throat> and also, of course, uh, ten o'clock tomorrow night for our promo. Take care, folks, and God bless.
Ladies and gentlemen, my apologies here, of course, as we signing off here on episode 114 of WWS Power Hour. Our computer here, of course, at WWS HQ here in Trinity, North, Trinity, North Carolina. Um, for some odd reason, uh, right in the middle of shutting down for the for the evening, uh, apparently uh, it uh, apparently was was trying to update itself during during the course of the, while we were trying to end the broadcast. So uh, <clears throat> once again, here, folks, let me just go ahead and say, just in case if you're still listening here to us, uh, thank you very much here for listening here, and of course, don't forget. Like I said, tomorrow, uh, tomorrow afternoon at five o'clock, don't forget a special edition of WWUS Revolution one three eight zero five five pound. As we, of course, will be talking about our prediction from myself, King and W O Jordan Smith, and the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds. As we give our thoughts on, of course, the twelve matches that will be taking place at Extreme Rules tomorrow night. Plus, also here, folks, don't forget <clears throat> at ten o'clock, don't forget our promo. As we will. Of course, we will now what we'll be talking about on all of our shows coming up here this week, as well as, of course, <clears throat> giving you some wrestling uh, history and birthdays for tomorrow, and also some wrestling news stories making the rounds courtesy of our friends at 411 Mania. And also, another, I will go and let you on this little program you know here that Monday after Monday evening at 6 o'clock, that we will be debuting WWUS Triple Threat Talk. King and WA, Gerard Smith, and the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds will be your host as, of course, they will be talking about everything going on right now in the Ring of Honor, New Japan Pro Wrestling, and Lucha Underground. <clears throat> we hope, like I said, of course, that you will there'll be, of course, coming on at be 6, 6 o'clock Eastern, of course, will be an hour after all radio goes off the air, but it will be a monumental show there indeed, and hopefully we'll be, also be able to bring you, of course, our other new show, WWUS Wrestling Championship Challenge. Of course, we'll be defending some of our trivia championships here in WWUS, Plus, also, of course, hopefully we'll be returning some of our old favorites, including GFW Main Event. Also, of course, uh, WWS Women's Revolution. Uh, also, <clears throat> WWS Wrestling Profile hasn't been on for a while. Hopefully we'll get that show back on here really soon. And also, hopefully we'll get WWS Indie Outlook up and going here again. Uh, we've been doing some uh, revamping of it. Hopefully we'll be able to get that show back up on the air here really, really soon. Uh, so we'll be def- we'll definitely be uh, we'll definitely be uh, of course like I said getting getting more and more uh, updates on everything going on here coming up here uh, coming up here really really soon here in the radio network as we continue to st- uh, strive and thrive along here of course folks for the past three years giving you nothing but the best in wrestling talk and of course talking about other interests of course that interests myself and the infamous panel way too tough to handle of course including everything with sports. Uh, uh, entertainment and other options there as well. Of course, also be sure to visit all of our groups in WWS, WWS stable groups, of course, on Facebook. Be sure to check out all the tribute groups and check out everything involved with WWS and uh, give us your take on everything going on there. We would love to hear what you have to say here indeed. <clears throat> and of course, like I said, I have been for these fine folks here in the WWS radio network and the stable groups. We would not be up where we were, where where we are at here today. Of course, King and W.O. Gerard D. Smith, the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds, the Iceman, Jeremy Girolamo, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross. Um, also, I do give, I do give some credos there to uh, some of our folks who haven't been on for quite a while, including the big IQ, Jeff Teeters, 
the JML experience. Uh, our resident independent wrestler, Rhonda Rush Wright. Uh, we've been hearing some stuff about, about what's been going on here just recently. So, <clears throat> also of course, some of our new newest friends, including the Empress Emily Rickenbach, also Mr. Hulkamania Bob Ziegler, and also several other folks have been that have been popping on here and giving their technical thing going on as well. Hopefully, we get to hear from a lot of these folks again here really, really soon. Um, but we, we, of course, continue to strive and strive and bring you everything that we can here, of course, here in the radio network and also in the stable of groups on Facebook. <clears throat> and we, of course, definitely love to get your thoughts and opinions on everything going on, going on right now <clears throat> here in going on right now, of course, in the in the radio network here. So. I hope, ladies and gentlemen, of course, we're just doing. We're, I'm mentioned, talking about all this, right? As as I said, the WWUS uh, computer here at our headquarters in Trinity, North Trinity, North Carolina, um, just went through a big update here. We're doing that while we were trying to end episode 114 of Power Hour, but uh, <clears throat> but of course, like I said, we just didn't want to leave any dead air, so we just definitely want to fill that in with with some of the upcoming stuff that we have going on here, indeed. Um, of course, talking about the trivia championships, don't forget as well that we do have a new one partnering with uh, Group Wrestling Info Kid News and Rumors. We have a new belt that will be decided here really soon. Also, of course, uh, the SMWS World Heavyweight Championship and the Tag Team Championship is being set up even as we speak. We hope to have something going on with all them here really, really soon. Uh, so we have a lot on the table here, folks, that we still have to do. And all of our folks here that are involved here with the shows and their groups and everything, we're doing what we can to try to revamp every single little thing. Uh, <clears throat> so that way we can keep everybody up to date on what's been going on here, like we always do, keep you up to date on everything that is going on here in the world of professional wrestling. So <clears throat> we should be hopefully back up and running here in just a couple moments here. Um, Computer is trying to get itself back up, back up here, and uh, but uh, of course we all know that anyone, of course, has ever had any problem with a computer in the past. You know how sometimes when it gets right in the middle of something that you're something important that you're trying to do, it just it's, it can always be a pain in the butt, a real big hassle. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, I will say 2018 has been a monumental year so far here in the radio network. Of course, we did just recently celebrate three years of being of the WWS radio network being in existence. Uh, also, of course, here um, to, for a lot of our also our uh, show that started it all, WWS Revolution, hitting 500 episodes here not too long ago. Uh, we have been, of course, on a roller. We have been on a roller coaster of success here so far, here, folks. And we hope, like I said, to continue all continue that tradition going here as best as we possibly can. <clears throat> I do see here. I think we're just about 
just about, I think, ready to get back up and running here. So stand by here, folks. <clears throat> And also, while we're waiting to also get back on, there's one thing I did forget to mention. I did say I would talk about what everyone predicted uh, so far for Extreme Rules, which I will go in more detail about that tomorrow. Uh, <clears throat> the uh, For Extreme Rules 2018, the Raw Women's Title Match, the Extreme which is now an Extreme Rules match between Alexa Bliss, the champion, and the challenger, Nia Jax. JD, John, and Fonzie pick Alexa <laughs> J.D., John, and Fonzie have chosen Alexa Bliss to retain and has chosen Nia Jax to win it. The WWE title match between AJ Styles and Rusev, J.D., John, and Ann pick AJ Styles, while Fonzie picks Rusev. The Raw Tag Team title, title match, uh, all four choose uh, Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt to retain over <clears throat> over the B team, of course, Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel. Uh, the SmackDown Women's Title Match. Everyone chooses Asuka to defeat Carmella. Of course, as you know, also the other stipulation that James Ellsworth, of course, since his return, will be um, suspended above the ring in a shark cage, which will all be very interesting to see. The SmackDown Tag Team Titles. Everyone is choosing Team Hell No to the reunited Team Hell No. Of course, the team of Daniel Bryan and Kane to defeat the Bludgeon Brothers to pick up the SmackDown Tag Belts. The IC title match, the Iron Man match between uh, Ziggler and Seth Rollins. Everyone chooses Seth Rollins to win over Dolph Ziggler. The match between Roman Reigns and Bobby Bobby Lashley. Excuse me. All four are choosing Bobby Lashley to win this match. The U.S. title match is kind of divided here. JD and John are saying Shinsuke Nakamura will defeat Jeff Hardy to pick up his first belt. Alfonso and Anfield that Matt, that Jeff Hardy is going to win the United States title. The match between Finn Balor and Baron Corbin, all four agree that Finn Balor will pick up the win in this match. The match between Braun Strowman and Kevin Owens, all four <clears throat> are saying that Braun Strowman will, and this is going to be a steel cage match here, folks. All four feel that Braun Strowman is going to pull off the win over Kevin Owens. And now, like I said, as was just announced, there was an additional pre-show match added on last night for uh, tomorrow night's show. The first one is the tables match, pitting the New Day versus Sanity. J.D., John, and Ann choose Sanity to win this match. John, I mean, Fonzie, believe it or not, chooses the New Day to win this match. And then the one that was just added last night was between Andre C. and Almas and Sin Cara. J.D., John, and Fonzie feel that Andre and Almas will win, while Ann chooses Sin Cara. And the bet that was made last night, like I said, the Black Widow Michelle and Fonzie give her thoughts and opinions in on this. And and J.D., and uh, actually between J.D. and Fonzie, but Michelle did get her, did um, make this, it was a great suggestion, by the way, excellent suggestion. As you know here, folks, one of the trivia championship matches that we do have lined up is of course between JD and Fozzie with four of our belt, four championship, four belts on the line here. 
Uh, JD will defend the LWWS World Heavyweight title and the WCWS Cruiserweight title against Fonzie, who will defend both the ROHUS World Heavyweight title and the ROHUS Pure title. <clears throat> the winner will, of course, go, will, 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 of course, win the match and win have four championships around his waist. Well, the stipulation was like this. As you know, J.D. chose A.J. Styles to beat Rusev, while Fonzie chose Rusev to win over A.J. The stipulation that MLD suggested both that J.D. and Fonzie did, did agree to this stipulation, that the match that this that the match here is that if AJ retains, then JD will have a two will be, will receive a two hundred point advantage in their match. And that and the match I just talked about. If Rusev picks up the WWE title, then Fonzie will have a two hundred point advantage in that match as well. Now, John will also be in the corner of J.D., while well, Michelle will be in the corner of Fozzie. So it ought to be, it ought to be, like I said, a very big-time match up here in the end. Of course, that match will be one of the matches that we feature on WWUS Wrestling Championship Challenge. So we can't wait to hear that. So far, that's the only stipulation we have heard so far. But, of course, of myself, King and W.L. and the Black Widow will be We'll be hoping bringing you the world. Of course, we bring you predictions for Extreme Rules tomorrow, tomorrow afternoon. So we'll probably have more bets popping up here really, really soon. Um, but in the meantime, here, folks, um, like I said, um, we're just like I said, just trying to. about this, folks, but apparently, like I said before, just a little bit of a delay here. Uh, we, were pre- we had prematurely ended episode 114 of Power Hour, but, our, but uh, the main computer here at the headquarters in Trinity, North Carolina, uh, was going through a uh, went through a was going through an update process right in the middle of us getting ready to end the show. So hopefully, like I said, we'll. Uh, We'll be back. We're, we're, of course, like I said, we're hoping we can go ahead and get the show taken care of here. As we go a little bit past the 7 o'clock hour here, of course, we'll go a little bit over an hour. But, you know, that's all right here, folks, because we, we enjoy talking here. All our folks here enjoy talking on, on our shows here each and every week. So. But, uh, like I said, folks, I hope everyone so far has had a very safe and happy summer. Of course, the weather, of course, has not been has not really been kind to a lot of folks. Uh, we hope to, of course, have uh, we of course hope to have, like I said, like I said, cooler weather coming up here hopefully soon. Um, hopefully, we'd have some rain. Of course, some of our areas, of course, where W where some of our folks in WWS live, of course, like you know, up in Canada, of course, also up in Pittsburgh. Uh, also, of course. Uh, uh, of course, up in Virginia as well, where, of course, John and Michelle live in two different parts of Virginia, uh, including some of our, and, of course, also right here in North Carolina where I'm at. So, uh, but we hope, like I said, like I said, I hope it starts to pull off here really soon. Hopefully, we'll also get some rain here coming up here very, very soon as well. Uh, momentarily here, folks, we hope, like I said, to get things 
back up and going here. Uh, we're trying to get something, just a couple more things reset. Like we're just about ready to get jump back on here, folks. So stand by for just one second here, and we'll. Uh Was, of course, our history was Okay, just about ready here, folks. And my apologies for the, the delay here, of course. Uh, like I said, this has been, like said, once again, episode 114 <clears throat> of WWS Power Hour. And we apologize for the delay. Like I said, our uh, the computer here at WWS headquarters here in Trinity, North Carolina, unfortunately, uh, went through like a unexpected update. While we were trying to, while we were trying to end today's episode of Power Hour, so my apologies there for uh,
Here we go. Yeah, my apologies here, Coach. Now, now we're... Very good. Okay. Now, ladies and gentlemen, of course, thank you very much for being patient. Thank you very much for listening to episode 114 of WWS Power Hour. And we'll give the we'll give the end greeting one more time. This has been a broadcast of, of course, of the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoot.com, where we are three years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling and pop culture connection. Folks, be sure to join us here, of course, tomorrow evening at 5 o'clock. Special edition of Revolution, of course, our Extreme Rules pre-show. <laughs> Excuse me. And also, I'll be on at back on at 10 o'clock tomorrow night, giving you an update on what will be going on in the radio network here this week. Plus, also, of course, uh, updates on Extreme Rules. Plus, also tomorrow's wrestling history and also some wrestling news making rounds tomorrow, courtesy of our friends at 411 Mania. Take care of yourselves and each other. We'll see you in the ring and also on the red carpet. As always, here in the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoot.com. God bless everyone. And have a very and enjoy the rest of your weekend. And that's it by all means, folks. Uh, if, if you're planning on watching WWE Extreme Rules or going to it up there in Pittsburgh, enjoy, folks. And uh, we'll definitely talk at you here. <clears throat> coming up here. Uh, coming up here, of course, this week. Take care and have a Great weekend, and also have a have a have a great evening, and God bless out there, folks. From everyone here at the WWS Radio Network, and thank you very much for your patience. Take care. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.